0: Philippians 2, 19-30, hear the word of God. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you, so that I may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. For they all seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. Do you know Timothy's proven worth? How, as a son with a father, he has served with me in the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me, and I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. I thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker, fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need, for he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death. Uh, the grass withers and the flower fades. The scripture says that the word of the Lord uh, endures forever. So we're looking at Philippians and that theme of, of contentment. Uh, and one aspect of contentment is, is purpose. Uh, we, long to have, we long to have purpose. And significance and just meaning in life. Right? We want to have some kind of purpose that we know that we're able to fulfill. Um, you want to feel how significant, whether that's in what you're doing or just the relationships that you, ha- that you have, you want, to, you want to find where, where that is. Right? That's part of the reason that you're at college, not looking for that alone, but that's part of why, you, why you've come to college. That's why you're picking a particular major because uh, you think that your life will be more fulfilling in some way if you're, if you're pursuing, pursuing that goal. That's why some of you are still exploratory, figuring so out what that is going to be, uh, right? What what direction um, uh, fits your gifts, what you're going to enjoy if you're spending a lot of your life doing that. Um, other side of, of college, just all the people that you meet, all uh, the relationships uh, that you that you find that just add a lot of depth of significance uh, to, to what you're doing, people that you get to share your time. Uh, and part of your, your life with. Uh, we, we, we long for that sense of, of purpose and significance and fulfillment. Right? It's, not, it's not satisfying to just like, exist. Um, it, we need meaning to, to what we're doing. But, but sometimes it's that very pursuit of purpose that ends up in discontentment. Right? Because we don't always find that fulfillment or that significance in the things that we thought we would find in them. Um, and you're changing majors for like the ninth time and you're you know, seventh year here and still, still wondering what's going to happen or, or you're not finding jobs after you graduate or you're stuck in a job that you feel like, this wasn't what I wanted for my life. Um, you know, friendships that go through hard times, relationships ending, uh, and even just those days when you don't feel worth very much, uh, don't feel like you have much to contribute. Why are you, why are you even here?
1: We we want to feel
0: useful. We want to know our our purpose and that we're achieving that, that we're useful in some sense, but we we hate it when we end up feeling used. That's kind of how we're going to talk about the passage tonight, Uh, useful but not used. Uh, Because Christ calls us to a purpose. He calls us to a purpose and makes us useful in his kingdom, useful for the things that Jesus is doing in all of history, and he draws us uh, into that. In the gospel, we don't feel I don't feel used, uh, but significant. Significance that leads to contentment to have a purpose uh, for Christ. So I want us to, uh, to look at the passage and see how it speaks into this. Uh, but, but I want to be clear and just to help you understand like, how, we look at, how we're looking at Scripture and what, how to understand sermon. Because what I'm talking about is not the main point of the passage, right? Um, it's not talking about being useful or not being useful or being used. And So like I would hope that in your minds there's this little radar going up that's like, wait a second, what's he, what's he talking about? Because my intention in, in being up here any week and how we look at things in R.E.F. is that I'm trying to make clear what God has said, the significance of it and the, and the, and the meaning to it. Um, so that's, that's not the main point of the passage, um, but I'm still trying to bring out some of the teaching that's, that's in the passage. Um, so the main part of the passage is, or the point of it, right, is you just kind of tell how much this is a letter a certain circumstances uh, there. That's a correspondence explaining who's being sent uh, to who, when, right? From Paul uh, in, in, in Rome at this time uh, to the church in Philippi. So we're going to look at it in terms of useful or not used. And I want you to see that that's, that that's there in the passage. we going to draw out that meaning. Uh, I want you to just say, when we come to a passage like this, what do we, what do, we do with it? How are we looking for, for what does it mean? Is that just like, well, you should be Timothy, or, or I'm sending Holly, you know, to some thing because you couldn't send Catherine, and here's what's going on, right? Let's, uh, like, how do, how do we look at these passages? Um, uh, so first of all, just talk about Timothy and Epaphroditus, because that's the passage the about. I want to give you a little bit of the historical uh, setting. It, it's, the main part of it is a corresponding, explaining who's being sent, why, right? Uh, so, so all Scripture, Scripture tells us, all Scripture is breathed out by God and, and profitable. So we're interested in a historical situation, but not, not only that, also kind of the perspective within it. But I want us to get the situation first. If you're just looking at it, you see there's two paragraphs, right? And there's two people that talks about it. talks about it, Timothy. It talks about this really weird-named guy, Epaphroditus. Um, and in uh, each paragraph, one one's about Timothy, one's about uh, Epaphroditus. And I see in verse 19, right, he's saying, I hope in the Lord to send Timothy to you soon... But not yet. In verse 25, he says, "I've thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus." He's doing that, uh, do, sending to Epaphroditus now. Now, Epaphroditus is the guy that uh, that has been sent from the church in Philippi to Paul while he's in to, uh, prison to, to help him and encourage him. To, to they sent uh, he was bringing the gift from the church uh, for Paul's uh, financial situation. Even um, so, you can hear as you read through This this like deep relationship of love. Um, among all these people that he's talking about, of Paul for the church, of the church for him, of all of them for, for Timothy, and Epaphroditus as well. Pap- Epaphroditus is concerned even for the congregation that he's, that he's come from. Uh, and still his concern as he talks about all these things is it's focused on the kingdom of Christ. It's focused on, on God and what he's doing uh, in, in all of this. So kind of in that first paragraph then, he's uh, um, talking about Timothy, uh, if you know a little bit in Scripture, Timothy is kind of one of Paul's, uh, uh, often his companion in various different parts of missionary journeys. And uh, later, Paul's writing letters to Timothy as Timothy's the one helping those churches. Uh, sometimes Paul's leaving Timothy behind, and, and he, Timothy's helping Timothy's churches while Paul goes on. And, and here, this letter's written from Paul and Timothy. Uh, and Timothy's with Paul in Rome, and while, uh, while Paul's under, under Roman custody, Timothy is there uh, helping him. Uh, 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 serving many of his needs and uh, the needs of the gospel uh, there. And it, it's hard to tell what all the situation uh, is. It, it seems that maybe even that the, the church in Philippi and in bringing this gift and sending Epaphroditus, they, they may have even been asking for Timothy to come and help them with, with some of their needs, some of these needs you can tell that Paul's kind of writing to his address as he sends this, uh, this letter to him. And they, they may have even been hoping that, uh, uh, that, that Timothy would be coming to them. And, and so when Paul responds, he says, I'm hoping to send Timothy, but well, I can't send him yet, right? He's commending Timothy. and uh, 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 explains that he still, still needs Timothy where he is, right, uh, for Timothy's help with him. But he, he hopes to send Timothy soon. So you can see kind of conveying that. First paragraph. And then uh, in the second paragraph, he talks about Epaphroditus, because he's, he's not going to be sending Timothy right now, though he hopes too soon, but he is sending Epaphroditus uh, uh, back at this point. Epaphroditus, who's come from the church in Philippi, send him back uh, with him. You can, 418 shows that he's the one bringing that, that gift. Um, and you learn in the passage that, that apparently, as Epaphroditus was coming on this journey to, to, to bring this gift to Paul, that, that he got dangerously sick. Uh, and the church had heard about this. Paul says he uh, um, he was he was uh, uh, um, indeed ill, near to near to death, even. But he he finished the trip. Um, he made it there to Paul, and, and everyone everyone was concerned. The church, uh, the church, his church back home, as well as uh, Paul, for what would happen. And God showed mercy, and he was uh, restored. And it, it may even be that as they were sent in Epaphroditus, that Epaphroditus was going to come with this gift to Paul and he was going to stay and help Paul so that Timothy could go back. We're not sure about that, but it uh, fits with some of the different things. Um, but, uh, but Paul is saying, I'm sending Epaphroditus uh, back now, and he's committing Epaphroditus, explaining why he's sending him back. It's not that he's failed, it's not that he hasn't uh, uh, done enough, um, but it's in, in love and appreciation for everyone in the relationship as they've worried about Epaphroditus, and as Epaphroditus is worried over there, worried for him because he was sick, that He'll be restored to them. They'll have these uh, relationships joined uh, back together. Um, He's uh, commending both Timothy and Epaphroditus as he he speaks to them. This is kind of the historical situation. I want you to be able to follow what's in the letter um, and and be able to to focus on that. But um, but as we talk about this, I want us to focus more on the the perspective of of how Paul's describing this. He's commending things about Timothy and, and Epaphroditus. And what are some of those things? How does he look at this? Um, so the second point that we're looking at is coming from the paragraph on Timothy, and the last point from the paragraph on uh, on Patrick Um So something to talk about not being used. I want to talk about from that in that bad connotation of, of feeling uh, feeling used. That's what I want to talk about from verses 19 to, to 24, specifically 21 and 20, uh, 20 and 21. Uh, not being used. I think it. I think all of us at times have very much felt uh, used, right? Where where some aspect of our, our worth and our value was was taken by someone else, and and we ended up feeling disregarded and not really wanted anymore. It's just unimportant uh, personally, right? Where you feel used up and maybe just maybe just thrown out afterwards. Um, no longer desired. it, it can feel like your, your value was was removed from you, and you 're just kind of left with very little or at least little confidence uh, in your in your words. I think we experience that a lot, right We experience that kind of daily, trivial things, uh, and we experience that in some far deeper way. You know, sometimes just just words from a friend or words that weren 't said can kind of cut that way, and all of a sudden uh, you feel used it can come from so just daily things like helping a friend with a homework. And then if they only call you whenever they need help with their homework, you just kind of start to feel like, is that all, is that all my value is to you? Is, is who I am in a person, not not or deeper than that. Um, maybe it's giving rods to people and they're glad to give rods for people, but then like if you're never thanked and or they never offer you any gas money, it's not that you needed that, but then all of a sudden it just feels like, it is this all I am to you as a, as a chauffeur? Um, I can be you know, in a job at work or just a particular uh, task or project that you're put on when, when you feel like the, the person you're dealing with is only concerned about you getting done the task that was needed um, and not, not treated as a, as a person uh, who, who thinks and cares and, and who matters. I uh, think it's easy for us to do that. Um, maybe in a deeper sense, I think this is very common in, in relationships, uh, friendships, dating relationships, uh, whatever, that go through hard times or, or dating relationships uh, that, that break up and it's you just feel unwanted after that. Um, used, uh, in some sense, all, all kind of different, different ways. I think even maybe one of the most difficult is sexual abuse of uh, various different times. Uh, deeply, deeply feeling uh, used and then devalued. Uh, but in all kind of ways, from, from deeply serious to daily and, and we could describe as trivial and yet they matter to us. Uh, we're familiar with feeling, feeling used. Now the particular focus, I think, uh, in this passage is, is feeling used or being used in that way by the church uh, by, or by a Christian minister. I, uh, I'm I'm looking at this from how he's speaking about Timothy, uh, here and I'm conscious both about what he says in these verses as well as what he says a, a couple of verses uh, in the chapter two, where he says, "Look out, beware of the dogs." Uh, he's talking about talking about other people who are who are claiming uh, um, not just Christ but Christ and circumcision or these these different things that depart from the gospel. It's um, a concern with being used. By the church or by a Christian minister. I want you look at the perspective, you can see it, especially in verse 20 and verse 21. Right? He's talking about Timothy. He says, "I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare." He says, "For they all seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ." Not a concern for uh, for your welfare. That's not looking simply to their own interest, but to the interest of Christ. And then he says, you know. I have no one else like him, or a really like s- strong statement. I don't think it, he's absolutizing it, but, but saying they all seek their own, uh, their own things instead of, uh, instead of the kingdoms, instead of uh, being concerned for others. Uh, so what I want us to do is kind of draw the significance of of those statements uh, a little bit. Um, and, and if you've been with us a little bit in Philippians, or you're familiar with the book. Uh, it, this is, I think, a specific instance of what he's already talked about back in earlier in chapter 2, chapter 2, verse 4, when he says, um, uh, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but to the interest of others. And he's saying, I don't have anyone else in ministry with me that's like Timothy who does exactly that. Has this humility of looking, um, looking for others' welfare and for the, uh, for the kingdom of Christ um, and not simply his own. So is there a sense that we need to be warned not to be using others? Absolutely. Maybe some of the other, other places, places in Chapter 2 uh, speak about that. But, but here, most of y'all aren't going to be a Timothy, but you, but you need a Timothy coming to help you. The way this church is is longing for Timothy's uh, help. You, you, it's good to have a, a pastor and a Christian uh, ministry uh, caring for you. And it's also giving you a little bit of a, a warning um, that some will be looking to use you. Um, and it, it, it pangs me to say this. It also pangs me to, uh, to, to, to see this. Um, but, but some are, are, are looking to, uh, to use you. For some, that's been your experience. I was asked by a pastor um, uh, the other day. He'd been reading a book about... Um, about you know this generation, kind of y'all's generation, and and related to the church, and he was asking some of us campus ministers, like, you know, is this what you've seen? Just kind of a disengagement from the church, and you know, talking about this, and 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 the one thing that I, my comment back to him was, um, I'm not sure if I see all the different things, but what I see a lot of is is a lot of hurt from bad experiences with the church. Um, uh, conversation after conversation, that's how people have. Have gone through various sides of that. That's makeup that's made uh, some of you draw back uh, from the from the church um, and, and, and things that are very and trying to trying to grab people like that or just use them for for their own ends is contrary to the interest of Jesus Christ. I want you to I want you to see that, right? Maybe you may experience things one way, but he's saying it's not what the gospel is about or what Christ is about. Uh, it's contrary to the to the service of the gospel. He has said, you know, Timothy's been uh like a, a son with a father with me in the service of the gospel. Um but uh but sadly there's a need for, for that uh sense of being uh being aware to not be just used. Um uh, wanna be Careful here on various different sides of this. Uh, one, I'm not saying this at all to commend myself uh, as a as a minister. I will commend, like, Jay Winters in the University of Lutheran Center. It's, it's not in their interest at all to let us meet here. Um, and I talked to him, and just real briefly, he's like, yeah, Come on, we'll give you a couple weeks here, and we'd love for you to do that. Um, uh, so, this, looking at this passage is challenging to me. I I've had to check myself in various different ways. And um, I, I think I can say with integrity that I love y'all. Um, I, I deeply I care for y'all and I want, want the best for y'all. I want to be, uh, and the passage isn't saying that just what you think is your own welfare is necessarily your own welfare. It's the kingdom of Christ in that. I, I want to see how the kingdom of Christ i formed in you and you, you drawn into that. Um, but uh, I like this passage, and I also got to apologize to you. Um, uh, sometimes my concern, still part of it, is, is with my interest, right? Um, uh, maybe some of you felt that. So, kind of me, I want to uh, apologize to you. Um, when uh, if I start to think of things about like oh, RUF, and not just who's in RUF, but like how many people are there, right? Then what does that do? Um, my interest? How many people can I say were there, and I can you know, feel, however, about that? Um, and it makes you just into kind of another warm body that fills a, a different seat, right? It's um, not how. I, Want to think of you. I'm sure sometimes it's there. Um, I love being able to get together and, and meet with y'all and talk about things and um, and hopefully that's for for your benefit in the gospel. That's the intent. And don't um, mean, like I'm horrible at scheduling stuff. Sometimes I'm glad to meet with you just because that means like I've got a slot in my schedule filled out, and so I know I'm I'm doing something right. I'm I'm using my time, and that's good. Um, this is the the personal stuff. of or conversations where I love it, but i sure sometimes I'm using some of those conversations to feel like I'm, I'm smart or I'm, I'm the wise pastor who can you know, say something to you or i get the answers to these questions that you're asking. Um, and y'all can probably feel that sometimes. I'm sure there's, there's other ways. Um, what I want to say from this is that's wrong. Uh, and that's, that's not the gospel. If you, when you see me doing that, please call me out because I want to apologize. I, I love y'all. Uh, my intention is to be concerned uh, for you, your welfare, and for the, for the kingdom of Christ. Um, but there's still this warning from this passage that not all are like Timothy. Uh, and, and they seek their own uh, interest. There's plenty of Christian uh, ministries and churches that um, intentionally or unintentionally, I think plenty of times it happens unintentionally, are looking to, to use you. Uh, where your worth or value depends on whether or not you come. Whether or not you come and, and get involved, how much you get involved, or, or if you're contributing to the specific goals of how they're working about things. Uh, and it, and if, 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 I'm just going to say, we as, as churches or Christian ministers begin to treat people that way, that if you're not on our agenda and our plan in this specific way, that it's fine if you go somewhere else. But, it, but if you don't matter to us anymore because of that, um, then we're not serving you in the gospel. We're not representing Christ uh, to you. That's not what Jesus uh, calls, um, uh, calls pastors to, calls any of us to, in a sense. Um, you know, it's like uh, and, you know, some of you, if you were in church, you know, longer, you know back in the day, you'd get, uh, if you bring a friend to Sunday school, then you get, like, get a sticker, you know, like, you have an extra sticker to put on the chart or something. Um, and, uh, like, that's all great. It motivates people to invite them to... to and, and then the person that gets invited is like, Dude, you just brought me so you could get another sticker. <laughs> so you could get like, an extra piece of candy today. Like, what's, what's that about? Um, uh, I think plenty of people have felt like just some kind of evangelistic project at the, at the hand of, of Christians at the other end of, a, of the conversation. Um, where if you want to, if you're interested in, in responding to me about about this thing I just threw out about God or about the gospel, and this conversation matters and it's worthwhile and I'm going to get excited, um, and if you turn the conversation to football or the weather, then you know, I'm not concerned to keep talking to you and just just move along, um, As if the people aren't, uh, uh, aren't what matter, made in, made in God's image, concerned uh, for them, I'll even say this, not, not to get in specific, because I don't know specific things, but, but I've been around Tallahassee long enough to watch. Different ministries come and go, and different churches uh, in town come and go. And the one cool hip church come along, and then another one become the cool hip church. Uh, and because I love y'all and love college students, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing you, but you're easy to pray. It's easy for a church that wants to like get something going in a college town to be like, oh yeah, I get some college students over here, and this is the awesome thing. Like y'all bring excitement and enthusiasm and, and bodies and things you can do in there. And you can build that ministry up and help it help it get going. There's a, there's a great part in that if that's something that you're involved in doing in a useful sense. But if but if that's all that matters about you, you're you're easily uh, used in that. And with with today's very uh, consumeristic, market-driven, uh, you know, culture kind of thing, a lot of churches and ministries just fall into fall into that perspective, intentionally or, or unintentionally. Right, there's Really, the strong warning here is not as much for you as for, for ministers and for, for ministries. You can see there's another passage in Scripture, like back in Ezekiel 34, it's like a really strong uh, a passage of the, the shepherds of Israel, right? They're supposed to be tending to, to God's people, and he's describing them as sheep. And what it says is that instead of, uh, instead of feeding the flock, as they're supposed to be, they're feeding themselves. And they're feeding themselves on the flock, uh, with the flock. They're eating the sheep that they're supposed to be attending. Um, it's sad if this happens. Um, Timothy is not like this. But, but Paul's, Paul's fair to say there's not a lot of others like him that I have. Uh, there's, a, there's a danger there. Uh, the main things for you to realize it is first, if you've been treated like that, if you have those words, if you felt you, that that's not the gospel. And however much that may be a person who's representing uh, Christ, treating you that way, that's not how Christ looks at you. That's not how Christ uh, treats us. That's not uh, the gospel. Uh, but, but second, also don't just draw away from uh, the church. Draw away from the gospel uh, because of that. As uh, church is, is looking for Timothy, you have a, you have a, it's good for you to find a church, to find a pastor that reflects the gospel of Jesus to you in this. Right, because Jesus says about himself, the Son of Man, um, the son of man did not come uh, to be served, but to serve. And to give himself as a ransom for many. It's not an easy thing to do. So we're called to reflect in the gospel. Uh, so the church and the Christian ministers are called to reflect uh, in the gospel. Um, Christ is not using you. Uh, but Christ is able to make you useful, significant in His purpose uh, in His kingdom. So we come to the, the other point: being uh, being useful, right? We hate to feel used, but it's, it's great to feel useful. It's great to feel significant and involved. Um, and I was driving down and back to Orlando uh, yesterday, and I was complaining a little bit when I was coming back in the car, and I was thinking about Philippians too earlier. I was like, uh oh, complaining again, grumbling, because I'm just like, all right, I've got four hours in the car didn't have any, like, good stuff I really wanted to listen to. I had no one else in the car with me. Um, like, my phone is, like, doesn't pick up sound well enough that it's, like, hard to hear. talk to someone in the car. I'm like, I've got nothing to do. I'm bored. I don't, I'm insignificant. I've, I've got no purpose here. I don't feel useful at all. And it was just, like, right, stupid. It was driving me crazy. Um, I remember being younger. Uh, you know, we had, like, different projects that we were doing with my family. And, like, one of them, we, we would, like, clean out the garage every, every year, every summer or something. Um, And and my dad's great with all kind of things, but he's not a good alligator. Um, So so what would happen to my family, we'd go out to to clean the garage, my two older brothers and I, and dad would be like, wait, 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 no, stop, let me get get into this. And then he would grab something and he'd he'd be like, what can we do now? And he's like, hold this. know. And that happened, um, you would would hold this and then for the next like hour, you would be standing there holding it. Because you keep wondering, like, is he going to want me to put this somewhere else? Is it okay for me to put it down? You know, it's just like, like, oh. Uh, like, so we hate cleaning out the garage in It's like, oh, uh, we don't we do that. There's, um, uh, you, just, you just feel you have no, no purpose. not useful or anything. We want to play a part in something. We, we want to play a part in something that's significant, uh, that's worthwhile, uh, that, that we get to be, uh, to, to have a role in that. but um, there's, there's nothing more... Uh, Nothing more significant than the eternal kingdom of Christ. Um, Life changing. This it's world changing. And Jesus calls us into His kingdom, not to just sit there as part of it or see if something matters to him, but to live for Him. Uh, to be part of the purposes of, of what He's doing, to have a have a role in it. Right. And the second paragraph calls, commending Epaphroditus for being very useful in His kingdom, useful in Christ's uh, kingdom. Right, look at the phrases in 25, and then, uh, and then, especially the last verse, chapter uh, in verse 30. Uh, but as he, as he talks about it, he says, "I thought it necessary to send to you to My, but look at these phrases that he kind of keeps it there. My, uh, my, my brother, my fellow worker, my fellow soldier, and your, your messenger and minister uh, to my need. Right, he's a co-worker in the kingdom with Paul. Like. Right, if anyone gets like, credit for like, a lot of these different things, like Paul did all kind of stuff. Paul's you know, going all around like, the, the area, setting up these churches, coming back and visiting. And he's like, you're, you're right that we're co-workers in this. It's not here I am and I've done significant stuff. And yeah, you did a couple things. Like we're, you, we're fellow workers together. This kingdom of Christ is building. Whatever role that we, we play, a fellow, fellow soldier, same side in the same battle. Whatever role that is, needing one another. Um, so this, uh, this, your, your messenger and minister to my need is, is talking about Paphroditus coming from the church to Paul, helping him out and, and bringing their message. But the, the word he uses there is uh, for, for messenger is the same word that's also apostle. That's part of the meaning of, of apostle. But, uh, and the word they are using for, for, uh, uh, for uh, minister, there's the same word for, for minister uh, or even like priest. Uh, and so so he's just, he just piling these phrases to commend uh, Paphroditus and in the, in the work that he's, he's doing. That's not something that can only be true of Paphroditus, but that's, that's true of every Christian's role in this. That Christ has brought us in to, to together do the work that he's called us to, and uh, the battle that he's engaged in us in, I sent with his purposes, serving, uh, serving one another. Uh, and then you see this combination again in the, in the last verses of it, kind of the end of uh, verse 29 and verse 30. He says, to honor such men. I just commend him. How would you think of it? Honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking uh, in your service, um, in your service to me. I, uh, do you see just what a reflection of the gospel of Cappadocia's actions have been? Because that's the way that Paul's uh, bringing it out here. I think, again, this is a specific example of what's already been uh, described in that first part of chapter 2, verses 2 to, two to 11. Um, right? and, and humility is, is what Epaphroditus has, has shown, this, this attitude is, of Christ Jesus that's committed for us, counting others more significant uh, than ourselves. And humility, uh, uh, Epaphroditus counted the church and, and Paul's interest above his own. Uh, even that when that got hard for him. Um, uh, he, he served the, the work of Christ obedient. You know, it says Christ was obedient to the point of death, and, and apparently Epaphroditus was, was obedient in that commission almost to the point of death. Um, and willingly going forward, it says, says that he should be honored, that he should be exalted. As God's exalted uh, Christ. He should be emulated uh, in this. Um, just a little bit of a phrase like complete what was lacking in your service to me, because uh, this is. Uh, this is, I think, pretty cool, because you can kind of read that and go like, what's that like a slap in the face? Like, <laughs> if you hadn't said Epaphroditus, it would have been something lacking, but now it's, now it's all right. Um, if you flip over to uh, Colossians, the next book over, uh, verse 24 of chapter 1, um, in Colossians, Paul says this, um, he says, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking... Christ's afflictions, for the sake of his body, that is the church. Whoa, well, how can Paul be saying that? Like he's not—he's not, he's not criticizing it as if there was like something that Jesus should should have done and he didn't get it all done. And so, so we—you know—Paul's kind of filling in for him. Um, now clearly, that's not uh, Paul's perspective if you see anything uh, in Scripture there. Um, but, he, but he seems to be saying that there's. But there's this, this thing that's part of what Christ is doing that we get to join into. As Aphrodite has filled this out, the Philippian church is doing, Paul's saying, listen, this is, our suffering gets to be a part of Christ's suffering. It's the suffering for, for his sake. And it seems, when you look at the Colossians and what he's saying here, that, that the suffering of, of believers served this same purpose of completing uh, what's lacking uh, this purpose for Christ's sake as well. Um, so Epaphroditus is reflecting the gospel. He's living it now in the way we've already been told earlier in, in, in chapter 2. Um, put, it, put it this way, just to kind of encourage you in this call to be able to be uh, useful in the, in the kingdom. But it would be a lot easier to, to criticize things that we see lacking. Uh, and instead, Christ calls you in to help and be part of it. Um, it's not just something lacking for you to sit back and be like, that shouldn't be that way, and that shouldn't be that way. Uh, but there's, there's things that are, that are lacking that, that Christ's enabling us to have a role in what he's doing. Um, it's, a, it's a place for us to, to join into it. So you get to look and say, what are the needs that I see around me? How can I, how can I serve that? Um, how can I not just be concerned serve my own needs or my own interests, but you know, who's sitting next to you, who's behind you, <laughs> who are your roommates, uh, who's on your floor? in your classes, people in your family, uh, what, are, what are the things you see lacking around you and how can you, how can you serve, uh, not just for yourself or what you'll get from those relationships if you do that, but for Christ's sake, putting others uh, above you and loving yourself even as Christ is, reflecting the gospel. Um, uh, what are the needs that you see maybe particularly in your church, in R.U.S., uh, or in the campus, uh, it, and jumped right into it. Christ is, is equipping you for these things. I'm not trying to use you when I'm saying this. Like, here, look, see, get in. And then this, will, um, this is part of the word of who we are. Christ says we have a purpose and a role in his kingdom. So contentment comes more uh, in, in serving others than just in serving ourselves, it comes more uh, in serving others and, and in serving Christ. There's a cost to it um, it's humiliating, uh, maybe, it's the it's lowering of ourselves. Uh, Paphroditis uh, near to death, I play, you know, all those ways, right? Yeah, you know, it'd be a lot easier to uh to sleep in on a Sunday morning and to uh you know, volunteer to do the nursery at church. Um and and uh, I've got I've got those kids they can wear you out. we <laughs> can do one out in an hour with that. Um, I'm
1: gonna help teach
0: Sunday school. Um, it's a lot easier to watch another movie or just hang hang with people veg out and some entertainment. Um but, but what about some friends that need, someone, need to know that someone cares, um, that really mean a lot to them if you were reaching out to them? Are you looking to see what's lacking around you that you can move toward? Hopefully you can get uh, um, I'm, I'm this. I'm not wanting to make you feel guilty in this. I'm wanting to remind you of these opportunities uh, that are here. Whatever that is. You want to volunteer at the soup kitchen, go down to a retirement center, hang out with some old people that would love to have someone just, just be around them, tutor, uh, tutor some kids, pick a street to clean up, right? There's all those kind of things. Like even the society recognizes the values and Christians uh, should as well. Even the work of like just praying for others. Oh, man. And there was this lady in this church we used to be in and, and, uh, um, and, and she, would, she told us like she prayed for us every day. Um, and when... She's an older lady, and she died. When she died, like uh, I grieved, and I grieved for the loss of her, but also her prayers were, were holding us up. Um, there's a significance to just, just committing a time to be praying for one another, praying for the kingdom. Um, the, the opportunities are, are immense. That's what I'm trying to describe. Um, but different people can do different things. And you're not only valued if you're doing the soup kitchen thing or if you're teaching Sunday school or taking care of the kids. Different people do different things. Christ giving you different, different gifts and, and he's giving you different opportunities for how to be useful in his kingdom. But look for them. Uh, search uh, for them They complete what's lacking. Um, sometimes people will be asking you, but you don't have to wait to be asked. Um, it's a desire. It's good to be useful. Christ has called you into it. Uh, I want for you to be able to share the joy of being useful, um, even knowing that you're, that you're useful to Jesus, because you are. That's where, where he's called you and brought you. Uh, and in the gospel, you're made useful without uh, being used or feeling used. Right, we have that's such a craving craving for purpose and significance or being useful. And it's it's easy to just kind of serve some some idol or some purpose or some person or some particular role as if as if that's gonna do it. If that'll complete you and fulfill our lives. And and it ends up with us being drained, worn down, uh, empty, feeling feeling eat up, used up, unfulfilled, and frustrated or discontent. Uh, God has so valued uh, our persons that he sent his son in order to redeem us, in order to draw us back uh, to himself. To cover all our wrongs and mistakes and failures uh, and sin, to cover those in Jesus' blood so that we uh, get to be loved and accepted and his uh, permanent stamp of approval uh, on you and the security of his uh, relationship with you, so that you're given the opportunity to serve. And when you're given the opportunity to serve, it doesn't matter if you fail. I mean, It doesn't matter if you're not sure if you can do it well enough. Christ has covered all of these things and just calls us into the freedom of being part of what he knows how to accomplish. Um, our weaknesses aren't going to get in the way of what God's trying to do, but he's able to use us as, as part of it. Uh, God restores our purpose uh, in Christ makes us useful uh, for his kingdom. Sometimes that feels like, sometimes he does that in what feels like the, the mundane and trivial uh, daily uh, things that you've got to go through. Uh, sometimes it's in more you know, grandiose looking roles of importance. Uh, but in, in whatever sense we get to be part of what Christ is doing, if the gospel in Christ alone that satisfies our craving for purpose, Uh, and there's contentment in being useful for him.